This is EdTech Weekly. I'm your host, Ricky Zager, and this is episode 108. And in tonight's show, Chicago's EdTech scene, how to get in the cloud, getting K-12 departments to work together. And our breakdown tonight is how EdTech is not making teachers obsolete. That's good news. Joining me on the show, Google Certified Educator and my co-host, Christy Warren. Christy, welcome back. Hey, Ricky. It has uh, been a while since we've been together, so I'm glad to be talking to EdTech with you again. Yeah, I'd say it's been way too long since we were together on the show. Uh, I think we just were looking at our history, call history and Google Hangouts, and it looks like it's since 2018, sadly. So I'm glad we're back together again. Uh, what do you say we go on a long streak of weekly shows starting tonight? Hey, it sounds good to me. Let's do it. All right. Well, I want to jump right back into this with the news of the week, but I do want to mention that this episode is going to be the first one that we also offer a transcript for, and it will be on edtechweeklyshow.com along with this episode's post. Wow, that sounds pretty cool to make this available in many different forms. Yeah, and I figure that those who had issues hearing should have an equal chance to find this not-so-great show. Well, I kid a little bit. Hopefully it's getting better. But if you are reading this transcript, don't give up just yet because at least there is some EdTech news coming up as we begin now with the EdTech News Rundown. An EdTech Magazine article talks about overcoming and addressing potential objections for using cloud services in education. The overall strategy here is to keep all stakeholders in the loop and show the reasons why moving to cloud solutions are better for your school. Those are definitely high-level decisions that need to be made, and most likely higher ed will be the first to leap for cloud-based solutions, but everyone needs to realize that these solutions are going to be too cost-effective to ignore, and at some point, I assume all services are going to be moving there. The one caveat here is that if you are moving to cloud-based services, you better make sure your internet is on point, or these cloud services are just going to cause more headaches. Yeah, for sure. Without reliable internet, I'm not sure this would work. Fortunately, internet access and speed has improved significantly uh, to make this a viable option for many organizations. Our next story is from builtinchicago.com that shows that Chicago is making a name for itself in the ed tech space. They list several ed tech companies from Chicago whose goals seemingly are to improve students' lives as they graduate and move into the workforce. One such company is named peanut butter apparently named that because that's all the founder could eat while in college and it aims to help companies offer loan payment packages to new hires another company parker dewey put students in contact with businesses to participate in micro internships which are described as paid short-term projects oh man just when i thought that we were finished with the micro of all the things they keeping it they keep it alive i, I really think this is just called consultant work but i, yeah. I understand what they're doing here are you feeling the term micro is a bit overused? Um, I don't know. Is that a microaggression about my <laughs> feeling that that's overused? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the next story. The 74million.org gives us an opinion piece on why some things ed tech can't do emphasize just how important teachers are. The really interesting part about this article to me is their admission that technology would actually free teachers up to do the things that technology can't do. And I think this is an important concept as so many people believe teachers are at risk of being replaced, but it should allow teachers to be more effective. We're going to dive deeper into this during our breakdown segment, so stick around for that. Uh, yeah, looking forward to talking about this a bit more later. EdTech Magazine explains how getting K-12 departments to work collaboratively to support EdTech is more important now than it has ever been. 
I'm sure some of you have experienced an IT department that isn't on the same page as teachers or instructional technologists, and it can certainly be frustrating for all involved. To combat these issues and start working together, they think that having a safe space to speak freely about wants and needs is a good start, and some other sound advice in almost anything in life. Reach out to others for advice who have accomplished what you're working towards. Yeah, I think the safe space thing is interesting because I do know that I've been in conversations on both sides of this and people are more freely talking about things when they're in just the tech area. They'll say, well, this is dumb because of this or in the teaching area, they'll say something, but they don't necessarily communicate that well with each other. So I do think that's important. Okay. All right. Well, let's get to the breakdown. Let's just get right into it. Um, In the battle between humans and technology, a battle that seems to be slowly skewed towards technology, it's possible that teachers could be the real winners here. The article from 74million.org that we talked about earlier gives us a few ways that teachers can have the advantage. Yeah, they mentioned that technology can't provide higher order feedback, get to know students, or actually care about students. And with all the teachers have to do, those three strengths sometimes get pushed to the back burner because of how overwhelmed teachers are. Yeah, I mean, it can't do it yet. Maybe it can learn sometime (laughs) to care about students, but at the moment, no. But I know that this is something that we've discussed a lot on this show. Uh, I feel like we've, it's going to continue to be a huge topic as technology develops and offers even more ability to take daily tasks away from teachers. Again, this is going to happen. It's going to happen. We know it. And teachers, how teachers react and position themselves, I think is going to be very important. But I could see teachers standing up against this and saying, no, we don't need technology. We need teachers. Um, Instead of highlighting the true value of connecting with students that teachers have. And I wonder how different this could play in the media and with the public based on how it's handled as teachers. Yeah, it seems to me right now that teachers are more important than ever in the media, and there has been a lot of attention around teacher compensation. Uh, Yeah, we've had recent strikes. I know in California and some other places where compensation has been a huge issue. Um, I think the refreshing thing to me is that I see more and more stories that seem to be shifting that narrative away from technology replacing teachers and more about, hey, technology is going to actually be in place to help teachers focus on what they're sh- what they should be spending more time on, what they are really good at doing. Um, how do you see this balance? I mean, as a district tech person, I'm interested to see what you hear or you know from teachers or other things that that make you you know how is this balance sort of seen from your perspective? Um, definitely a balance, and whatever we can do with technology to free up teachers for other things, or even just to help them be more efficient. You know, I know our teachers work so incredibly hard and very long hours, and you know, if they maybe gain a little bit of time back by what technology can do, um, I think that would be a huge win. And as Adam Welcome, author of Kids Deserve It, emphasized at our keynote earlier um, this year for our district. The newest thing in education is relationships, relationships, relationships. That can't be done with a computer, but technology can hopefully help a teacher be freed up from low-level tasks to really focus on those things. Yeah, and I I feel like this shift should be happening even when it comes to content. As content is becoming more freely accessible and easy, like teachers shouldn't be focusing so much on the dispensing of knowledge, um, which has been something that sort of teachers hold dear, especially in higher ed, that they have this information to pass on. Really focusing on those relationships is the way to, I mean, I, I think we all remember teachers in our lives that made an impact. And it wasn't because they were really smart about their subject. It was more about how they 
found to relate it to us and how they related to us and how they got us interested in the subject, at least in my experience. Is that a similar experience for you with teachers? Sure. You know, I certainly value and respect the content knowledge piece, but it's how do you facilitate that self-discovery for the learner so that they come to it themselves and then can demonstrate what they've learned? That is the true gift of, the, I think, the teachers who I remember from, the, from my growing up. Yeah, and hopefully that hopefully this shift is going to is is happening that's going to help there to be more connections like that with students and more students are going to be able to have more teachers not just one teacher or two teachers in their lifetime that they remember but multiple teachers that really touch them and give them an opportunity to learn and be excited about it. So I'm excited about that. I know there's a lot of things coming down the pike that are scary, but at the end of the day I really think the focus on teachers and relationships and the things that they can really do that technology is just not going to be able to do, at least not for some, some time. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure technology will ever be able to understand human emotion, but if it can, we know that's going to be a long way down the road. So no lowdown segment tonight as we're just easing in after a long break. But if you do want to follow us on social media, you can do it on the gram. That's what I call Instagram because I'm so cool. Twitter or Facebook. And that's at EdTechWeeklyShow. No W at the end because, you know, the W is weak. Okay, really, it's just the character limit that cuts us off. But follow us on for all sorts of cool upcoming content. Yeah, and you can follow me at Christy M. Warren or Ricky at for the number four tech teachers. And before we do head out, I did want to mention a friend of the show who's starting her own podcast, Monica Burns. She's got her own podcast, and it's called The Easy Ed Tech Podcast. I've listened to her show and I like her format. It's sort of a story podcast. There's some musical breaks. Um, and I feel like she's really improving weekly or episodically. Every episode, she seems to be getting better. So check it out. I'll definitely put the link in EdTech Weekly Show. Um, I know I've always been impressed with her passion for sharing cool EdTech stuff. So I'm excited about uh, you checking that out. And I'm excited about hearing more podcasts of hers myself. Yeah, I can't wait to listen to that and hear what she has to share. And don't forget, you can email the show at edtechweekly at gmail.com. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to contact us, connect with us, and uh, share your feelings or be a part of the show. So go ahead and do that. And we will see you next time on EdTech Weekly. Weekly.